Good morning, Chicago, and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you here on the snowy Friday morning with you till 10 o'clock. And then we hand it over to Mike Greenberg with the Greeny Show. Cap still to come. We'll talk about the Chicago Cubs. And again, movement happening. There is a shake at the stick, a shake at Clark and Addison. We'll talk about the moves here this half hour. But you know, the one thing about football and playing in the winter, there's always an opportunity to play in inclement weathers. And, and sometimes, I mean, snow and cold and ice. We've seen it before in our lifetime. We have. I've been to cold games. I went to the AFC title game last year with my wife and our friends. They took us, and it was brutally cold in Kansas City. Brutally cold. But it was super cool, and it was a festive environment, and the Chiefs won, so it was fun. This is more than brutally cold. Windchill Shea is telling us it's going to be north of 30 below. Yeah. For the, for the Dolphins and the Chiefs. The real field that I saw they put up on ESPN about an hour ago said minus 29 on the windchill. Minus 29 okay. for Dolphins Chiefs. Yeah, there's not. A... Wait a minute. Look. Be careful now. Careful. If you said I'll give you 50 yard line seats and $2,000, no thanks. All right. So, Shay, you have to set the money odds here on this. How much does it take for us to be able to get to that game? You set the money. All right, let's figure this out. Let's start high. All right. If I give you a hundred grand, are you going to go sit in negative thirty wind chill for three and a half hours at an NFL grand, playoff yes. game? A yes. hundred grand, you're going. I'm in. Yes, keep going down. Fifty grand. Yes. Yes. Jay Moore. Wait a minute. From the Jay, top rope. Jay Moore. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. What did he say? All right, Jay Moore, $10. <laughs> All no right. shot. So, so, okay, you gave us uh, 100 grand, then you went to what? 50 grand. All right, let's go low. Uh, 500 bucks. No. No, not for 500 bucks. No. Not, I would go for $500. I no, think. no. You no. would? Yeah, what the hell? No. Put some thermals on, get a nice coat. Not for $500. Some hand warmers? Brutal. For a, I, for a game I really don't care about, not 500. That's, H- Hoodie, that might be the biggest problem. Is also, this game might not be any good. Well, if you told me it was the Bears, <laughs> what if I told you it was the Bears, and they were the number one seed, and they were playing in this that in that weather at home, outdoors, you 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 got to stay out there for the entire game, and I'm going to give you $1,000. You going? Can I go Can't in? Do it. Can I go in to pee? You can go to the bathroom. You, oh, good. It would be a clock on you. Yeah, all good. Oh, my God. Put a clock on me to pee? Yeah, you well, get 30 not, seconds. You're not going to say, I was at the game, paid me my money, and I spent an hour and a half peeing. No. You're going to put a clock on me trying to pee? What year is it? Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, seriously. He's, <laughs> buddy, he's making sure you go in the right bathroom, too. Oh, my God. It's like the line from Shawshank. Well, thank you. Along with David Kaplan, John the Hood with you. Welcome to the color purple. Oh, wow. my God. I, I just, <laughs> my God. Which man. one? The, uh, Taraji P. Hansen or the <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg? Yes. <laughs> my Which God. one? Remember Morgan Freeman and Shawshank? Yeah. When he got the job at the grocery store? Uh, boss, uh, P. Brett, you don't have to ask me. I've been doing it for 40 years. Yeah. Remember? Uh, yeah. I mean, just try to be polite. If so, you go to this game, like... Okay, let's live in Caps world. There's this negative 30 wind chill playoff game at Soldier Field. Let's say it's Packers-Bears even. Soldier Field playoffs minus 30. 
How much time are you spending on the concourse trying to warm up? I mean, I'm not going unless <laughs> I'm going to be on my couch. It could be 85 and sunny. I'm on my couch. Yes. I like NFL football on my couch. Sorry. 85 and sunny Packers Bears playoffs at Soldier Field. You would go. Come no, on. I would be on my couch. I like football on my couch. Yeah, the I, other games going. I I like for that those conditions. Yes, Shay, I would go here on the home of the Bears, ESPN One Thousand. Yes, I would go. I'd go support the Chicago Bears. Absolutely, I'd be listening um, on our app. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I'd have to show you the button. Take that, Danny. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, I definitely would go. Now again, for like Chiefs Dolphins, and I think that Shay hit the point. Think about what we're seeing here. A free-falling Dolphins team and a Chiefs team that's not as good as they they once were. This is an off-season for the Chiefs. So, I mean, 10 grand, yes. 1,000 bucks, yes. I would be there. You know why? Because I'm a Chicagoan. I can handle it. But just like the matchup, though, is not as appealing to sit in that weather for me. Right. Out of all the teams that we're going to see, there's a number of matchups that are kind of duds in the playoffs. But it's not the dynamic Chiefs team that you saw in person against the Bear. Correct. You know? <laughs> and it's the Dolphins that I said, it's looking at that offense, I think that they've surpassed some of those Shula 80s teams. I mean, as much as you and I watch Duper and Clayton, those guys, I mean, on paper, the Dolphins do look good. Tua looks good throwing the football. But in those conditions, no shot. No. No shot. No thanks. Pass. So... Uh, is there another dollar amount? Like you, it's like Shea said, would you say a uh, hundred bucks? You said five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. I'm sending you to Kansas City with five hundred bucks to sit negative thirty wind chill for Chiefs Dolphins, which oh. may not even be a good game. The Chiefs can't score, and the Dolphins are dead. That's a tough one. You've got historically warm weather quarterback Tua from Hawaii, Samoan, played at Alabama and then got drafted to the Dolphins, going to Kansas City to play outdoors in minus 30. Best of luck. God bless. Like, come on. Wow. A little harsh. It was pretty harsh. I'm just saying. You're a Samoan. You can't handle the No, I'm just saying. He's not used to this. I don't think that's unfair. Uh, He's from a tropical environment. He played in Alabama and then got drafted by Miami. You're going to go play in minus 30? Best of luck. You don't think he's been in cold weather before? Not like this. Okay. I think, well, a lot of players probably have never played in weather like this. A lot of them. Even the non-Samoans. I remember asking Waddle. He said, it's horrible. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It got to a point. I think Charles Tillman once said it, like, toward the end of his career. He's like, it was in weather, not necessarily similar to this, but pretty cold. And then he made a tackle. He goes, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go home. Uh, my son played offensive line, and it was brutal. There was snow. It, was, it wasn't 30 below, but it was field is covered in snow, and it's freezing freaking cold. Yeah. Freezing. And he's out there with no sleeves. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's a choice, he's man. like, no one's grabbing onto my shirt and holding onto me. No. And the whole offensive line, no sleeves. I'm like, you guys are hey, idiots. Man. You know that's a choice right in the locker room before you go out there. Sleeves or no sleeves, guys? No sleeves. No sleeves. Okay. They were no sleeves. Here's a, here's a better question None for you both. Them. Yeah. If you're Taylor Swift, do you go to this game? Yes, you're in a skybox. Stay home, stay home, girl. Be all good. It's negative 30. 
No worries. No. She's still got to get into the building. She she has to support her man. She'll be there. Who, Ono? Yeah. Ono will be there. <laughs> By the way, there was a rumor going around yeah. that he's retiring after this season. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to support her and his body's banged up. He came out yesterday and said, let me make this clear. I will be a chief in 2024. I'm playing. So I'm glad he nipped that in the bud. Yeah. I'm glad that he let's, was able let's, to say yeah, it's 2020, all that stuff aside. It's 2024 right now. Of course no, he will be. No, no, no. no. Next season. He made it clear. <laughs> it's, it's literally, it's, he's playing as a chief in 2024 on Saturday night. He's after the playoffs. So long, everybody. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, that my, really, I told you I'd be a chief in 24. Yeah. My wow. girlfriend is a billionaire. He's like Richard Nixon <laughs> getting in the plane after Watergate. Double peace Double, signs. <laughs> I'm out of here. I told you I'd be here in 24. Bye. That'd be a really good sleight of hand if he did that. I told you I'd be here in 24. Here I am. So long. So long, everybody. I mean, seriously. Uh, so I, the other thing, question I would have is exactly what do you wear in those in a situation like this, Cap? So I'm thinking I'm going snowsuit. But yeah, then I don't what, own one. Do you have one? No, not since I was a kid. But I'm sure that they make something, uh, you know, garbage garbage bag style. Something is, you know, something in a, a uh, in a tent they can put wow. on me. Wow, something like that, right? So when I went last year, I got. Cold gear, like Under Armour shirt. Yeah, like the, I have one on today, actually. That like cold weather gear. Yeah, and then I had on a like a turtleneck over that, and I wore my warm winter coat. Had a super warm hat, warm gloves, boots, and jeans with leggings, and I was freezing my ass off. Yeah, so. I'm thinking Jay Moore snowsuit, and then like coat underneath the snowsuit. <laughs> like, what gloves can you have that keep for, for sure can keep your uh, hands warm? Mm. I mean, our fine sponsor Field Cheer, where you charge them up. You can get your pair of those dollar store gloves, and then throw a big pair of gloves over. <laughs> the dollar store ones first, though. Yeah, just for insulation. Very thin. Okay, and then the kind of hat, the headgear. I mean, do you wear the Snoopy hat like I brought in today? That was great. He yeah. walked in like it looks like a bear's helmet. It's a Snoopy hat with the bear's logo. <laughs> do I have the, Do I get that cap? Do you put that on? I mean, you want to make sure that you don't have like pneumonia after that or pe- pneumonia, as my uncle once said. You don't want to have that. Yeah, I. Uh, you know me. I wear my like my beanie hats every yes. day. Yeah, and I went and bought this new one yesterday. One of the outlet stores. Mm-hmm. But it's not lined. The wind just goes through. No, you can't have that, man. Right through it. You can't have that. I got to break down and buy the expensive one. You just got to wear enough clothing that you can sneak a bottle of Jack into the stadium because that'll keep you warm. Yeah. You just got to be pounding whiskey. So just be able to be just loaded going in and then continue to keep drinking. My God. So what's the coldest game that you've been to? And was it worth it? 312-332. ESPN is our phone number. Still, it comes from thoughts about the Cubs here this half hour as we go to Michael in Naperville on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Hey, Mike. Hey, Cap. Good morning, guys. Hey, I heard the show, listen to the show all the time. Um, I went to the uh, 25 below Bears versus the Packers game. Uh, 80 below was the wind chill. I went with a group of guys on a bus from the Lyle Fire Department, and uh, I just wore five layers of everything. Snowmobile boots worked perfect. My feet weren't cold. Lots of gloves, lots of alcohol. Uh, Butler won it in the last minute with a field goal to beat the Packers, and uh, it sounded like he kicked a brick 
when he kicked the field goal. We were in the north end zone. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was quite the experience. Stayed for the whole game, and uh, I don't know, it was an awesome experience. But the Bears beat the Packers, so it was great. That's always a good thing. What did you wear, Mike? I, I wore snowmobile boots and heavy wool socks. My feet weren't cold. I wore uh, under, not under armor, but, you know, long underwear with sweatpants, a uh, pair of jeans, a pair of overhauls. I wore a turtleneck, two hoodies, a couple of hats, and uh, two pairs of gloves. And we had peppermint schnapps and lots of other stuff. And uh, and we were we were good for the... You know, we were good for the whole game. It was a was an awesome experience. That's awesome. So uh, last year, I was told my friend Mike, who took us, said, yeah. "Bring cardboard and you put it under your feet <laughs> in the stadium." Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot, guys. I got to run. All right, I'll we'll see you, man. Thanks, Michael. Uh, so we when we went to the we were in the hotel. I went to get breakfast, like the breakfast buffet. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, I gave him a tip. I said, "Can I?" Get an empty box. Yeah. Brings me in the back. I get a box. I get the knife at the table, and I'm cutting pieces mm-hmm. for Mindy and I to sit on and stand on. They said it will help immeasurably. They confiscated it at the entrance. Oh, my God. Excuse me, sir. What's under your jacket there? Nothing. Open your jacket up. I had four pieces of cardboard. Yeah, no, that's not allowed. What? Why? Gonna, I don't know. You're going to beat somebody over the head with some cardboard? Correct. That's so they took it away. Serious damage. Took Don't it you, away. I mean, what kind of what kind of operation is that? Now, the scam they've got up at Lambeau Field, mm-hmm. They you can buy these little seat, like, uh, foam things that you put on, because they're bench seating and they're metal, they're yeah. cold. And you put the bench thing on, you sit on that. But I never sat. The right. entire game, I never took a seat. Everyone stood. I don't know what, what damage cardboard would do to somebody. I don't. I mean, you're the, same, you're the same operation that will allow drinks and crushed up cans and everything else that's going to be there. What's wrong with cardboard? They, they took it away. God. Yeah. That, that's where you draw the line in the sand, the cardboard cap? The cardboard was the, <laughs> was the deal breaker. <laughs> it's like, God. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Lamont, here's Jeff on ESPN 1000 with Cap and Jay Hood. Hey, Jeff. Hey guys, how are you doing? Great. What's up, man? I was at a Bears Lions game. It was the last game of the year. I don't remember the year. It was probably like thirty years ago. It was like forty below wind chill. Oh, it was brutal. I almost died just walking from the parking lot into that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, would you do it today? That's the question. That was thirty years ago. Would you do it today? Not a chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't go today. We have the answer. Not, <laughs> not, not a chance. Not if I had free tickets. Not if you paid me. Yeah. And what if I paid you a hundred grand, Jeff? I guess I would figure out a way to uh, to bundle up, but I don't know if I'd make it through the whole game. So here, when I'm giving I, you the uh, the coldest games in Bears history at Soldier Field, you said it was Bears Lions. I'm pretty sure it was Bears-Lions, the last game of the year. I don't remember the exact year, but it was probably 30 years ago or so. So the 1983 Bears-Packers had a wind chill of minus 17. That's the coldest recorded wind chill in Bears history. 78 and 83 games kicked off at minus just one degree above zero. That's the coldest. And then 1963 Bears-Lions at Wrigley 
kickoff temperature of one degree? Uh, it was a Bears-Lions game. I remember it was the last game of the year. I just remember it being like 30 to 40 below, and it was just brutal. We left at halftime, and we were just frozen. Yeah, it's the, it's the worst. I'll have to do a search on that, but it was, it was definitely a Bears-Lions game, the last game of the year uh, in December, and uh, I, uh, I don't remember the exact year, but it was brutal. Well, stay warm, man. Stay safe out there. More snow is coming. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Bye. All right. Let's go to Mark and Mount Prospect on Cap and Jay Hood. Hello, Mark. Hey, how are you guys today? We're, we're well. We're talking about the Dolphins Chiefs. It's going to be minus 30 for this game for the playoffs. So would you go to this game? Oh, absolutely. If I, you know, if I could guarantee a classic like uh, they had in 1971 when KC and Miami played, Gary Premium kicked that overtime field goal. Absolutely. Uh, I was calling because of the weather uh, when the Bears played the Niners in that title game a few years ago and after the 89 season. Uh, what a fallacy bear weather uh, turned out to be. Yes, well yeah. said. Have a great weekend, man. All right. Stay uh, sharp. Jose DeColis on Twitter. Listening on the ESPN 1000 app. I paid for a 3-14 and 14 Christmas Eve 2022 game. And I would definitely do a playoff game. This was Bills at Bears, minus 22 wind chill. Beer froze instantly. Tickets that day were going for six bucks. We even snuck in some fireball, LOL. <laughs> that's, that's the best. You got to stay warm somehow. He has the ski goggles on the whole deal. And wow. little, little Village, here's Julio on ESPN 1000. Hey, Julio. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, you guys remember my first... Uh, Maybe remember my first Bears game. That's about 20 years ago. I'm pretty sure it was a game where Tommy Harris tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the Vikings. It was uh, – we showed up at 7 a.m. thinking we were going to tailgate. No one showed up with any food except for a bottle of Jack and a 12-pack of Miller Light. So by the time we got, the gate, got to the game, we were pretty warm. Uh, first time I ever experienced my beer turning to slush. And uh, <laughs> by, by the time I got home that day, I was – uh, laying down on the couch, I don't know if I had hypothermia or it was just a, re- a recovery from all the jack. <laughs> oh my god! But, wow. but and, so the question. So the question is: Now that you're an older man, Julio, do you do you do it today? Would you do it today? Just a few years ago, but would you do it today now? Uh yeah, I would. I got I got to I got to baptize my kids and show them how it's done here. So I'll bring them. In. <laughs> you'll bring you'll bring them with you. Yeah, they're they, they're they're you know they're seven and four. They want to go to the first their first Bears game too, and I'm like, well, if, if they're going to go, they got to learn how to go in the cold weather. That's amazing. All right, my friend, we appreciate the telephone call. Thank you. We go to a Will- it, guys. Yes, sir, Willie. But Willie, downtown Chicago on ESPN 1000. Willie, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? We're great, thank you. What do you think, man? So, if we offered you money, would you go see Dolphins Chiefs minus thirty degrees? Uh, I, would, I would go. Money talks, so, you know, I would go. But uh, the coldest game I've been to was, say, last year. It was about negative 15 windshield, felt like. It was the Bears-Eagles. The girlfriend's a big Eagles fan, so we went to that game. But uh, I'll tell you, it was, it was really cold. How cold? What did you wear? That's the question. Were you prepared for it? Yeah, do you have to go buy gear? Like, are you going out on Friday going, Han? We got room on a credit card. I got to go to Dick's or I got to go to REI or one of them. 
and I buy a bunch of gear. Some, uh, snow pants, but luckily I work outdoors, so I was pretty prepared. Pretty well prepared. God bless you. Have a great weekend, man. Stay safe. I really, I right, likewise. I didn't think about the drinks, but that's got to be the biggest question because you can only drink straight liquor, right? Like that's the only thing that won't freeze. If you get a cocktail, whatever you mix it with, will freeze. If you get a beer, it will freeze. Like you have to just be drinking straight liquor. Yeah. Water would freeze anything. The only possible beverage at a game like this is straight liquor. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want it to put water in it and try to snow. It's not a cocktail. You need to have the brown liquor just to just turn the bottle up. But it warms you up quickly. But for everything the medical experts say is the alcohol is a detriment in the cold. Yeah, it's never been my experience. I wonder why that is. I'm one can, Dan. I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> I wonder why All that right. is. Yeah. You'd be good, Cap. You'd have one drink, and then you'd forget what even happened. It'd, it'd be like it didn't exist. Right. You weren't even at the game. Correct. That's how, you suffer. That's how you suffer through it. You black out. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Did they win? <laughs> I said to my wife, hey, hon, let's have a bottle of wine tonight while we watch TV. And she's like, oh, so you'll have maybe a glass and I'll finish the bottle. <laughs> Cap goes and has straight liquor at the negative 30 game. And he's waking up the next day like Damar Hamlin. Did we win? <laughs> <Wow>. Thumbs up. Wow. <laughs> All he has is the one lone thumb up. <laughs> Did we win? <laughs> They're like, David, you're lucky to be alive. Oh, my God, Cap, you're alive. Talamore, dude. I'm alive? What happened? We won the game. Uh, how much? Was the, was it a parlay? No. Wow. <laughs> like they take you off on the gurney with a one thumbs up to the sheet. Buddy, <laughs> <laughs> they put him in the blue medical tent. <laughs> we got to get this guy a saline drip. Get him in the blue medical tent now. I mean, seriously. That's how it would be for you, Cap. Me? Need a lot of brown liquor to keep this boiler warm. Right. Sidebar, may I approach? Yes, brought to you by Ankin Law, 3126 million for our guy, the great Howard Ankin. Put that lawyer in your phone. Sign my ball. Cap, we heard that there was a rumble at Clark and Addison regarding the Cubs. So we've been waiting for some moves. Here's some moves. It's perfect. Right here at the, the, the Chicago Cubs convention. Correct. It's great. Some things to roll out to the fans. So Shota Imanaga has been spending his winter in Chicago. His agents are here. Mm-hmm. And he's been taking pictures by the Jordan statue. There's a great article from Patrick Mooney in The Athletic uh, where he's been doing his workouts around here, but it wasn't necessarily because of the Cubs. This is where he was based. He has agreed to his deal. He has passed his physical. He's in. Yesterday, they made a trade where people are seeing prospect names. Jackson Ferris, he's one of the better young prospects in the Cubs' deep system. Left-handed pitcher, pitched pretty successfully in a hitter-friendly league. In at age 19, lefty, and then a kid they drafted a year ago, very good athlete who's got a long way to go to develop. The Dodgers had a, there's a, your regular roster, which is 25, and then there's the 40-man major league roster. After you're in the minors a certain number of years, you have to be put on the 40-man roster or exposed in the Rule 5 draft. Well, the Dodgers were out of spots, and they have this kid, Michael Bush. He was the Pacific Coast League Player of the Year and the number two prospect in the Dodgers system. They don't have any room with Otani and Teoscar Hernandez and all these guys they've signed for millions of dollars. 
They don't have a place for him. They have Freddie Freeman at first. He's probably coming in as our first baseman. Mm -hmm. So the Cubs gave up a good young pitching prospect and a good young athlete and acquired this kid. He's probably your opening day first baseman. You good with that? Yeah, and they got Yancey Almonte as well, who is a 29-year-old setup guy. He's not a closer. He's not elite. He's solid. He's an arm. He'll pitch out of the pen. They're not done. Okay, then what's next, Cap? I would... I would hope that they're in there on uh, Josh Hader. If they don't go down the road on Hader and the money doesn't get stupid, it tells you Craig Council didn't want him because he managed him for his whole career. Mm -hmm. So we'll find out there, and I still think they're going to get Bellinger. I still believe that. Wow. You still think that there's a chance? Well, there definitely is a chance. I think they're going to get him. I do. So what? have you heard what the market is? The high, what is the ceiling for him from a money and year standpoint? From, from what I've heard, he wants mega years for north of two hundred. If and if that's the case, he won't be a Cub, right? Because otherwise, you'll just get a, a speech and a World Series championship. And you know, the, he's <laughs> not Jason Hayward. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Hey, when you go down that road, though, you it is in the back of your mind, though, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So I I truly believe they're going to get him. They'll get him done at a more than they'd like to spend, but less than Boris wants. So at this point in time, can you go around the horn, Harry, in the, in the uh, infield? Okay, let's assume the kid they acquired yesterday, Michael Bush, is at first. Yep. Nico Horner at second. Dansby Swanson, who yesterday MLB Network ranked all the shortstops. He was the fourth best in baseball. Sure. At short. Christopher Morrell probably gets first shot at third base. Um, Ian Happen left, Cody Bellinger in center with Pete Crow Armstrong coming up quick, and Seiya Suzuki in right, and then you've got Jan Gomes and Miguel Amaya as your catchers. Your starters are Justin Steele, Kyle Hendricks, Shota Imanaga, uh, Jamison Tyone, and who am I missing? You need a fifth starter. We have one. Who am I missing? For the for the Hendrick Steele Tyone. Imanaga, and Jordan Wicks. Asad and then Asad will pitch either out of the pen or as a spot starter mm-hmm. or get a chance to win a job. So they have a solid roster. Are they ready to win the World Series? I don't believe so. So in your bullpen, I saw the Alzale news, right? He re-upped. Locked in. Yep. Mark Leiter Jr.? Re-upped. Smiley still with the ball club? He's got one year left on his deal. What was that, long man? Or? Yeah, he'll pitch out of the pen, and then you need seven or eight or nine starters during a year. Guys get hurt. He could make a competent effort. He's just not an everyday starter. Valencia? Uh, he'll come in, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Throws hard, throws 100 miles an hour. Where's Quas? I don't see him around. What about Quas? He's hadn't re-upped yet, but they'll get him done. They own his rights. Okay. He'll be there. Jose Quas, your guy. Well, what you're discussed here, the only thing that I'm looking at is I'm checking off first and third. This Chris Morrell, I agree, as you well know, I told you from the jump that I'm a big Chris Morrell fan because when the Cubs weren't very good, he provided some energy. Correct. I like I like Morrell. He deserves a chance to play every day, whether that's DH, whether that's third base. You've got to have his bat in there, and if he doesn't make it, then you move on, but you've got to give him a chance to play every day. Wisdom still with the ball club? Uh, wisdom re-upped, yes. Okay. He'll be a bench guy. And there's a lot of people freaking out on social media because Morrell canceled for the convention today. I was told 
there is zero chance he's being traded. Now, I've been lied to before, but I, when I've asked people over there, they've said, he, no, we have a blizzard coming. That's why he's not here. We are missing the most important question in all of this. Hmm. What is that? Kaplan is the famed Skokie Bush inspector. Will you be inspecting Michael Bush? All right, we got to take a time out. When we come back, it's the Friday folder. Damn. Tracy Butler at 9.50. Okay. Be right back. All right. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Because it's Friday. It's time for the Friday folder. And you ain't got to do. On the Cap and Jay Hood Show. For the Friday folder here on the Captain J. Hood Morning Show. I'd like to remind you a check of the weekend weather where Tracy Butler comes your way at 9.50. The Friday folder. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right. I want to start with a story that kind of dominated the last two weeks or so in sports. Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee. We know he went to war with Jimmy Kimmel. We know Jimmy Kimmel fired shots back at Rodgers. And then Rodgers went on McAfee on Tuesday. And because I am an insane person, I watched Rodgers on McAfee for 45 minutes. Where Rodgers went on a bizarre rant about vaccines again. Talked again about Dr. Anthony Fauci. Talked about multiple ESPN executives effectively calling them like clowns. Mm -hmm. It was wild. And then it was announced Rodgers will not be on McAfee for the rest of the NFL season. In the past, he has continued to do his guest hit on Tuesdays through the playoffs. But this year, he's done now. Well, there's a lot to unpack, but I'll just point this one thing out. You know, for the his last press conference with the Jets, he talked about how you get rid of the BS. You got to focus on football, focus on the New York Jets. All the outside noise does not matter. He used BS or used the word BS several times. And then he goes on McAfee and talks about everything besides the Jets and football. And, you it's know, amazing. he went on there yesterday, even though they said they weren't having him back. I'm having lunch with my buddy Gump. We look up. We're like... That says one eleven twenty four for the date in the corner. Yeah, and there's Rogers. He was on talking about Belichick. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he just a whack job. He just is. Sorry. I mean, well, I can separate the art from the artist. I know from a artist standpoint, he is one of the best we've ever seen. But this guy here doing a talk show, emptying out all of his empty brained ideas just nonsense I, I, hey great for mcafee because it's great business but just the idea that he tells the jets just focus on focus on football not the bs and he's all about the bs well, let me ask you a question jonathan we host this show together and it'll be four years this year we've been blessed to be partners if we had someone that could bring in some you know crazy audience but he came on every week with us and spewed crazy conspiracy theories and had as many detractors as he does attractors i'm not sure i'd want to be part of that would you uh, that's good for business though at least that's good for pat mcafee business not good for espn business you know why because mcafee is not an espn employee right he works for himself and they pay him 85 million and he puts his own deal together they just shoot the satellite to indianapolis and pretty much they put a youtube show on espn right that's good for business though like if that raises ratings and revenue obviously that's good for business but when here's the thing like this is the same espn that recoils when you talk about politics correct 
or culture, oh, that kind of thing. Well, they used to do too much politics one way. Then Jimmy Pitaro came in. And we're getting politics out of there. Now you got to go in the other way. Okay. So, but either you have a, a policy of not talking about culture and politics. If you have a culture of not doing it or doing it, which direction are you going? Right. Well, Aaron Rodgers, and again, I know Mac- McAfee's not an ESPN guy. He's not an employee. But yet, Aaron Rodgers can say whatever he wants. You, the ESPN fire people because of too much political talk. Correct. So that's why we have a, you and I have been in lockstep since day one. We don't talk it. You want that? You can find it other places. We have fun. Just it's just an interesting dynamic. I don't expect for Rogers to be back on after this season, Shay. Uh, I I would be surprised if he's never on the show again. Was yesterday a live hit or yes, was it a replay? Live. live. Because he did talk about Belichick on Tuesday. I didn't see yesterday. No, I believe it was an additional live hit. Because he, he, he was in his retreat. And they said, it's not dark there. That was uh, A.J. Hawks. Not dark there, Aaron. He said, no, I'm done with the darkness. This, I got a bunch of books and I'm going to read and just think and meditate. Okay. Shay? The other viral media story, Cat Williams had a three-hour <laughs> sit-down on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Sharp, I listened to all of it. It was yeah. enthralling. It was incredible uh, content. And he went off on everyone. He called Kevin Hart an industry plant, said he's never been funny. He just popped up in Hollywood and had his own movie. But he's from Philadelphia. How did that happen? He went off on Cedric the Entertainer for stealing his very best joke. And then on Steve Harvey, Hoodie, he really went in. He said, quote, you couldn't be a movie star. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asked for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good and look like Mr. Potato Head. There ain't none. You have to have range. Yeah. Well, you know, we saw, we talk about Aaron Rodgers as far as Pat, the Mac, Pat McAfee show business. The same thing with Cat Williams. It's brilliant by Cat Williams to go on Shannon Sharp's podcast. You know why? Because he's going to be on tour here pretty soon. Yep. And so that that will even provide more tickets to people to go see Cat Williams. Cat Williams has always been like this. He hasn't been like this in a while, though. He, um, if I'm not mistaken, Jay Moore, I believe, went after Ricky Smiley as well, saying that he has it in his contract that if he's ever going to be aligned with Ricky Smiley, Smiley must wear a dress. Because he's because he's better as a woman than a man in movies. You know, the thing is, no one actually came out and said that he was telling a lie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing: if you look closely on Instagram, Shay, you could see side by side a joke done by Cat Williams, and then Steve Harvey stealing that joke. And he's remixing it a little bit. Yeah. And another thing that a cat was upset about was that the reason the Kings of Comedy broke up was because Steve Harvey went behind um, uh, what's the what's the what's the other guy's name from Chicago? Um, the other King of Comedy from Chicago. Um, there's DL Hughley, there's Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, and Bernie Mac. Bernie, Bernie Mac. Mac yeah. Yes. He went behind Bernie Mac's back and tried to steal a role from him. And told them that he'll take cheaper money to... Uh, it was Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's wasn't it? Eleven, yeah. Yep. yeah. yep, so that's what he was upset about that. I mean, there's a lot there. If you haven't seen that, you got to check that out because he just went scorched. It's the second most watched um, podcast in YouTube history. Wow. Think about it. Number two, Shannon Sharp. 
And Shannon Sharp had his questions ready, and he just kind of put the cards down, and he just let Cat Williams talk, which is sometimes the best interview. Yep. Just get know? out of the way. That's, that was just something, man. It's a shame that that's happening through comedy, but the stealing of people's bits... Uh, if it's been on TV, people could be able to discover, hey, I've, heard, I've seen his bit before. And Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer and others have stolen from each other. Just like Cat Williams. So it, it's amazing. That was a major story. Shay, what else do we have in the folder? I want to stick with viral media. Stephen A. Smith in the news again. Oh boy. He apologized to his pastor. To his sister, to every ESPN executive, to every executive that he works with, to executives at other networks, in advance of this evisceration of Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock. I said that name. It's not a name I've uttered. I normally don't do that. But it's necessary to do now. I've had enough of that fat bastard. That piece of And I want to make sure that before I go to break, I want anyone out there who watches me, anyone out there who knows me, anyone out there, no matter what you think of me, I want you to remember, I never talk about him. I never talk about my colleagues. I don't do that. This is a first. But it's necessary. And when I say don't talk about them, I don't mean don't talk about them literally. I don't get in on them like I'm about to do now. I literally called my pastor and asked for his forgiveness and understanding in advance because he's not going to recognize the person he's about to hear. I did the same when I emailed the bosses at ESPN. This is my podcast. I own and operate this. I do what I want on this podcast. But it doesn't mean that I still don't harbor a responsibility to at least give my daytime employers a heads up as to what I'm about to do. My sisters, my nieces and nephews, (laughs) my boys in the industry. Everybody that I could reach out to in time has been warned. Wow. It's time for me to address this. I'm only going to do it once. Because this bastard is worse less than a damn cockroach. He wanted my attention. He's got it. Call him the worst person in the world, Jason Whitlock. Wow. Well, Cap... Um, how can I say this? Stephen A. Smith said, I'm going to do this one time. And he had a lot of receipts on Jason Whitlock. And a lot of us within the media know who Jason Whitlock is. And it's not about his politics. It's not about his, you know, his personality. It's just about lying and being a cutthroat. That's the whole thing that people have a hard time with. I don't know Jason at all. At all. I've never met him. I've never interviewed him. No. I know he was a football player with David Hogg, Ball State. They were teammates. Yes. But, I mean, when you hear the stories of all of my colleagues, people that I know, that Stephen A. knows, mm-hmm. and I hear, and it's, I can just throw it, like, from Scoop Jackson to Jamel Hill to Kevin Blackstone to so many others that I've known, and I hear the stories, it, it pops my eyes of what Jason Whitlock did behind the scenes to undermine people. 
Those are the stories I heard. I have. I don't know him at all. Me I don't either. think I've, I don't, I'm trying to go back through the, my mind. I don't think I've ever interviewed him before. With Me the either. I've interviewed everybody. Kansas City Star. I don't remember. Between you and I, we got what fifty years in this. Yeah. I've never interviewed the guy. Never even been offered to have him on. He and I have never been in the same circles. I don't think I've interviewed him before, but just, I mean, my phone was burning. I was watching on the plane coming back with the Flames from Iowa and watching this, and just the dissection of Jason Whitlock was amazing. Yeah, the only thing I would say, and I, I know Steven not as well as you do, but I've had him on TV with me. Yeah. I think he's very talented, whether you like him or not. He's very good at what he does and evoking emotion and having fun with it. You don't need to name call and, you know, call him fat. Steve, you make $20 million a year, man. Take the high road. There's a such thing as taking the cheese. Now, again, this was started by Whitlock. Whitlock has to do that because he has to be relevant. Well, because he's now calling him Stephen A. Myth instead of Stephen A. Smith. Of course. And picking at his basketball career, all of it. I just choose to turn it up. And, I mean, Jason does that a lot, especially with um, journalists of color. That he's threatened by. That are as big or bigger than he is. Right. And I don't mean in size. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> so, there you have it, Cap. <laughs> I'm not surprised at anything that Stephen A. said. I was not surprised. The way he went about it, interesting, but I'm not surprised on the things that he said. But based on all my colleagues through the National Association of Black Journalists uh, that I've been a part of for 20-plus years, and I'm not surprised of what I heard there. Crazy. The Cap and J-Hood cut of the day right around the and corner. And Tracy Butler. Mm-hmm. On the Cap and J-Hood morning Baby. show. It's fr- 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 Friday. Yeah. It's time to get it in for the weekend. Now back to Cap and G-Hood. Turn the levels all the way up, up. ESPN Chicago. Time now for Tracy Butler from ABC 7 Eyewitness News. Tracy, good morning. Hi, guys. Hey, what's going on with the weather? <laughs> I don't know. Anything? Something happening? Anything, anything happening? <laughs> you know what? Okay, so many of us are getting a lull right now. Um, And I think we will have a lull in many of the southern suburbs through the afternoon. But for the afternoon and evening commute for your listeners, and especially listeners in the west and northern suburbs, we are going to get additional snow. And blowing snow is going to be an issue for our area here as we get into the afternoon and evening commute today. So gusty winds. Some of us have already had six, seven, eight inches of snow. Um, The western suburbs, the northern suburbs, I think we could easily get a foot of snow by the time this is all done tomorrow. So I'm going to get a lot more up by me. He's south, I'm north by me. You might get another four inches of snow up your direction. You've had about five probably. But you probably won't get much more. Mm -hmm. I think what you get is maybe a wet snow rain mix. And then all snow this evening, but it will probably only add maybe another couple, two, three inches where you are specifically. about tomorrow? Tomorrow's going to be, the issue will be blowing snow, very windy conditions through the day tomorrow, and it's going to be cold, guys. And, I mean, tomorrow we'll have temperatures in the 20s, we'll probably have wind chills in the low teens during the day tomorrow. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we will be lucky to get to 5 degrees those days. Wow. Overnight lows back below zero and wind chills between maybe 10 and 30 below. Wow. All right. Okay. Winter's okay. here. Thank Winter's you so much. Here. All right, guys. Have a great day. I'm going to go you. see you on TV. Love you, too. See you. So Bye. you can follow uh, Tracy Butler on ABC7 Eyewitness News. I'm sort of doing cut-ins uh, to their usual program. They got program. her and Roz Varen staying. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 
So, you know, the, and for it, and times like this, this is like election coverage. Right. You're, you're staying on as long as you can. Dude, the other day, Danny called and said, can you guys stay on? Because the Bears made news. Mm-hmm. That was our election coverage. Yeah. Game on. So Super Bowl. It's great that Tracy uh, carved out a couple of minutes while she goes back to TV. Yes. To Channel 7 to uh, take care of our weather needs as we go now to the Cap and J-Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. They do food to go as well. On a day like today, get yourself some delicious vittles. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh. Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut. If we don't take Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams will be the next Pat Mahomes, and uh, Justin Fields will never develop. Pastor, I want you to stand Uh, up in front of your congregation, and I want you to say, we're going to put the loser mentality that many of us carry around away. Amen. I want all of you to take hands. Amen. To stand here in front of the Lord. Amen. And pledge to each other. From this moment forward, I will conduct myself as a winner. I will well, hold my head high, and I will believe good things are around the corner. Because my Bible listen, is the secret, hey. and the law of attraction hey. will attract success hey. to each and every one of us. Amen! Amen. Okay, so... Don't interrupt the prayer, it, uh, Pastor, for God's sake. It, I'm ordained, man. Comes, I'm right at your level. Oh, sorry. sorry. When, when it comes to sports... <laughs> Um, I, I follow you guys, but I'll, I'll leave the pulpit stuff to, to me. That's that's my area of expertise. But, uh, <laughs> but you're right. And catch all, folks. The Cap'n J Hood Cut of the Day. That be Chicago Cut Steakhouse brings you the Cap'n J Hood Cut of the Day. LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. They do food to go if there's a lot of snow. Take my advice. Order up. And rock and roll. Sidebar, may I approach? Brought to you by Aiken Law. 3126 million for the great Howard Aiken. Sorry, ball. Some interesting things happening in the Alabama head coaching search. Yesterday, Kappa showed you... Flus got that job. Oh, I will, well, we all maybe wish, but no. Yesterday, Dan Lanning posted a video, Cap. I showed you pre-show. Dan Lanning said, if you're scared your coach is leaving, then come play for us. He is staying at Oregon. Yeah. About 15 minutes ago, Steve Sarkeesian, who was rumored to be among the top candidates, posted a video. It's a great day to be a Longhorn. He is staying at Texas. Kalen DeBoer, current Washington head coach, canceled his Seattle radio hit this morning. That would be me. Hmm. No, not you. Oh. No, no. Okay. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I think he's the next coach at Alabama. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that. The uh, canceled I, radio hit is one of my favorite coaching search things. Yes. Next to searching where the plane's going from, from place to place also. Tailed on the searches, Great. Today is Kiss a Ginger Day, Cap. Who's your favorite ginger actress? Uh, that would be Tina Louise from Gilligan's Island. I'm going to go Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, my favorite redhead, I would imagine. And if I want to go someone alive, Amy Adams. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's awesome. Can I go Emma Stone? Emma Stone, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Karen Gillian. There's a lot of uh, Alicia Witt. We thank you for listening and calling and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood and Nicole Kidman. Uh, we thank you, Shay. We thank you, Jay Moore. We will be with you Monday on Dr. King Day. Join us Monday at 7 right here on ESPN 1000. So long, everybody. Take that. And be safe. From snowy Chicago.